I've only been the owner of eCyclers for about two years and I have learned so much from taking on a business, establishing relationships with so many neat people from different organizations and bodies, whether it be government or other business relationships. When people think of owning or running or starting a business, there's a lot of fear involved in that decision or a lot of risk, you know. But I can tell you, you know, it's it's out of your comfort zone. It's in that fear, in that unknown, where you learn and grow the most. Today on the We Share podcast, Dan Forbush of eCyclers of Idaho joins us to talk about e-waste. Welcome to the We Share podcast. I'm Julie. I'm Alex. We share ourselves and we provide a platform for others to share. We believe everyone has a purpose and a story to tell. And we're back on the We Share podcast. I'm Julie. And I'm Alex. And we have a great guest with us today. His name is Dan Forbush. Tell us all about Dan, Alex. Dan is with E-Cyclers of Idaho Falls, and uh, they are the number one electronic recyclers in Southeast Idaho. Dan is from the area and uh, had the opportunity to work for his uncle back in 2011, um, went off to college, got his electrical engineering degree from BYU-Idaho, and then when his uncle passed, he came back and bought the business from his aunt, and the rest is history. So since 2021, he's been the owner and operator. Let's introduce Dan. How are you doing, Dan? (laughs) Good. How are you guys doing? Good. So we've got a lot to learn from you. Julie and I were lucky to have Ruby in-house from the INL, um, and she really opened our eyes to the issues at hand with e-cycling. Can you dive into that a little bit? Give us the reason you're doing what you're doing, like how this happened. Yeah, so I think it's fair to say the world is heading in a more environmentally conscious direction, and as well as advancing quickly with technology. Technology is rapidly changing the world. And um, with that comes an increased awareness in electronic recycling. So um, even even back 10 years ago, when I used to work for my uncle, you know, he's the one that first exposed me to electronic recycling. And I remember working with him. And um, a lot has changed even since then. Uh, so what I'm trying to do is educate or increase awareness of the issue of electronic recycling. And that is why I stepped forward to purchase the business from my uncle. Well, my aunt, when he passed away. Let's catch everybody up because yeah. some people who haven't listened to our previous episode might be going, I don't even yeah, know you need to go what back, it is. Though. Go back and listen. And yeah. then, yeah. So Give us a definition of electronic recycling. That's a good question. So electronic recycling, the main purpose is to prevent all of these potentially harmful or precious metals from just being buried in landfills. And that can be bad for many reasons. Uh, the harmful materials or, pre- or metals can actually pollute the soil, cause further issues in the problem or can cause further problems in the future um, where it can cause pollution. um, It can seep down into our water. Many issues with get burying it in landfills. 
But however, the precious metals recovery side, if we can recycle the precious metals instead of just throw them in the garbage, that also helps the environment uh, because we're able to reuse and repurpose precious metals that have already been mined instead of them using big heavy equipment, digging bigger holes, um, mining Maybe child more. labor. Right. Yeah. Well, and Ruby noted that some of those precious metals are depleted. And so yep. if like the trajectory is we may not even have some of these things available to produce the things we need that we've come accustomed to using. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're wasting resources, I guess you could say by not recycling, which is the, the same in any recycling industry that comes with plastic, paper, uh, cardboard, metals, you name it. Recycling is very important for the environment. It, it keeps it cleaner and helps maintain those, those resources that we take for granted. All right. So average 50-year-old woman, pretty technology savvy. Tell me what I would have in my house that I would bring to you to recycle. Um, anything with a circuit board or battery, even, you know, even cables. Um, we get that question a lot. Literally anything that you can plug in, anything you can turn on, anything that has power go through it. Cables. I mean, we even take metals, but to keep it focused on electronics, anything with a circuit board, uh, battery, cable. Cables. Let's talk cables. I have a million cables I at my house. And that don't I you have, have that bucket that's yes. filled with ones that don't match anything Yes, and anymore? then I think I've got... I can't just throw these away because I might need this cable. Never have I needed the cable. I know. But I haven't thrown it away, but I've been so tempted. So yeah, what would be the, the bad thing about throwing that cable in the trash versus bringing it to you? Like, what's the process? So uh, m- many people do the same thing. I used to, too, where they'll be like, I want to use this cable. I want to save it for later. And then you know, spring cleaning comes around and you finally decide to throw it away. It ends up in the landfill. You know, some cables have um, copper, uh, other precious metals inside of it that, like I explained earlier, can seep down into the soil, decay over time, and uh, pollute the the water. Okay, so we're bringing cables in. Yeah, we can bring <laughs> cables, cables in. That old VCR. Yeah. Yep. Old radios. You bet. Any um, any house appliance, uh, microwave, coffee machine, you name it. Remotes, cell phones, batteries, all types of batteries, lead acid, lithium, alkaline, uh, anything with a circuit board, cable or battery. We so recycle I think, it all. I think it would be fun to have like November... Like, let's pick a date and do a we share post and try and get our listeners and our following to drop off items. That Empty would, out that bucket. Yeah. That would be awesome. So what do you have? Is there a date that you can think of or so have you we're, done something like we're this in before? plans? Um, we've we've actually gone out to Menandes. Menand oh, yeah. the mayor uh, holds Menan Days once a year, and we he's called us. We go support it. We take a big trailer, and anyone can drop off any electronics and metals, throw it in the trailer. We bring it back to our facility and process everything in an environmentally safe manner. However, we are in plans with the works of INL to increase awareness of electronic recycling and uh, schedule monthly events where 
We will have different locations where people can come drop off any excess electronics or end-of-life electronics where we will have one or multiple methods of collecting anything people want to bring. Do you have any of those dates at all? Like, Not currently. In- We're still in the, in the planning phase, um, but hopefully soon. So would you like us to wait? Like, should we wait and help you kick that off? Or yeah, we- yeah, okay. we'll, we'll be back. Hold on to our stuff a little longer then. I mean, we, <laughs> you're always welcome to uh, come drop them off at our facility. You, that's before or after hours at the business. We have drop-off drop drop off bins outside of our facility where you can come. So where are you located here? We're located in between Fred and Wayne's and Blastoff off of Yellowstone okay. Highway, uh, 1976 North Yellowstone Highway. Mm-hmm. That's um, across from the drive-in theater or the old drive-in yep, theater. Yeah. Yep. So we're we're super close. We're just right there, and we we try and make it as convenient as possible for people um, to work around their work schedules. Sometimes people can't make it in during hours, so that's why we do have those drop off bins uh, for after hours. Mm-hmm. And we just came open on Saturday to try and make sure we're there if people need on weekends. You know, they work during the week and can't make it on weekends, so they can come Saturdays now. And, uh, yeah, we empty those drop-off bins every day. So, So, uh, also, other question. What you're doing here, I mean, we have listeners that don't live here. Are there more of you? There there are other electronic recyclers around the nation, yes. Um, I believe we are one of three in Idaho and one of two that, that are certified to... Um, legally and responsibly um, recycle all electronic materials. We have a certification that's very recognized in the uh, electronic recycling recycling industry called the R2V3 certification and the RIO certification. Right. I looked those up, and what do so? What do those certifications mean? Those certifications um, hold us accountable to make sure that every electronic that gets dropped off at our facility or that we handle is processed safely and recycled safely. That all all uh, potentially harmful metals or precious metals are dealt with in a safe environmental manner, as well as a very important one being uh, data destruction. So there will be many devices, laptops, desktops, cell phones, um, with people's personal information on it, whether that be someone's personal information or a business's information. You know, hospitals have medical, sensitive medical records from from clients, and this certification um, guarantees guarantees and holds us accountable legally that we have to we have to follow certain processes and protocols to safely destroy um, all data that comes into our facility. So the things keep piling up for me here that I'm sitting here listening to going, these are all positives. First off, it's way broader than I initially thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you mentioned TV remotes, who would have even thought that that would be something that you could recycle? You know, in my mind, I'm just thinking cell phones because we always upgrade our cell phone every two years or whatever. Right, right. But it's so much more. So that was one thing that stuck out to me. The second thing is 
there, you really don't have an excuse. If you can drop it off at any time of day, what is your excuse? Like you need to just go drop it off. I even know like sometimes when you donate like clothes or whatever to a, to a to Goodwill, Goodwill or, or DI, you're or... limited at the times that you can drop mm-hmm. it off. And I love the fact that you've made it open for anybody to drop off anytime. So there's that. And then you have above and beyond this certification that you know, we know when we drop that stuff off, it's going to be taken care of correctly because sometimes like, Maybe you donate to something you don't really know where your money's going and is there fraud involved? If you're certified, this helps us know this is actually being taken care of correctly. Right. Like you're invested. I'm still curious. How do you make money from this? Is this a fair question to ask? Like, Yeah, of course. I want to know, like, how do you make money from old equipment? So um, E-Cyclers of Idaho has kind of three pillars. I like to to use the analogy where... Um, we can make money and that's in reuse, uh, resale or recycling. So there, for example, businesses are, are the kind of big fish we go after businesses, schools, hospitals, you know, places with high quantities or large quantities of electronics. Faster turnover. Yep. Because they have to upgrade their systems. So then they're, uh, we just recently went through an upgrade here. So yep. we know all Many about businesses that. do. And like you guys know, technology is, is advancing even faster and your devices get outdated in two or three years. Mm-hmm. And so all of these older devices or this older technology, people use it as long as they can or they upgrade and then... When they move on, these older devices just sit there, gathering dust on a floor, on a shelf, if they don't get thrown away and end up in landfills. Mm -hmm. So we uh, are, the first thing we try and do is reuse it. If possible, we'll always try and reuse something if it works. Um, That being many businesses that do upgrade their technology, um, a lot of what they donate or or give to e-cyclers will still be working perfectly fine that and there are other businesses that may be a little behind by a few years in technology that could reuse it or other residents at homes they could reuse it there are even people in other countries that don't have the uh, technology that we do that we could send it across seas for them to use and it could benefit them at their countries. So he's speaking my language now, like the buy it cheaper at Nordstrom Rack, but mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. a, a recycled electronic, I might not need the top of the line mm-hmm. for something. Yeah. For those who don't need the top of the line, they have the opportunity to reuse something that still works perfectly fine instead of recycling it. Mm-hmm. So before we hit the other two pillars, that's your first pillar. Yep. If I want to come in and purchase something, can I come in and purchase it at your place? Of course. Yeah. Okay. We offer, we offer a range of electronics that work perfectly fine from desktops to switches, servers, laptops, tablets, phones. Um, I imagine you get a lot of calls from IT guys that like maybe a board just went out or something. Do you have this? Do you, does that oh, happen? Yeah, they call yeah. you because they're looking for yep. a part. Yep. They can't get any more because it's not. They usually call us a radio shack. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is also a great way to start out a kid on a cell phone. If you sell those, you know, 
who wants to buy a kid a $1,200 cell phone or a $1,500 cell phone? This is a good alternative to that to get them started with it and, and help them learn how to respect technology. I mean, your kid might, might not like that, but I'm with you. It, it would be it's a okay. good place to start. <laughs> I, know. I did it, lots of things like my a, kids didn't like. It's not like a wedding ring, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Okay. What's the other two pillars? So um, the other pillar would be um, resell. There, there are electronics that are made up of many components and some components might not work, and, and some might still work. For example, you have a computer. There's many components in a computer or a desktop that have to function properly to make the whole computer work. You have a range of components from RAM to a processor to a graphics card to the motherboard to the power supply. And uh, one or more of these components might not work, which would render the the device useless however we at eCyclers we part out and test all components um, which we are now uh, held accountable to do so because of this certification so any component that works we can also resell whether on eBay or locally in the store and and supply those hard to find parts Um, and the parts that don't work go to recycling, which recycling would be the third pillar. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. That's your question. I know I've learned so much about and how I it works. literally have bins <laughs> to bring you. Right. So I think our big deal here for we share is that we just want to encourage people don't dump this stuff in the garbage can and, and don't hoard it. Don't hoard it. <laughs> like and don't me dump thinking it. you're going to use it someday because this nice gentleman can make money. Yeah. Support his family and continue his efforts. Um, and protect yeah. our, protect Keep our, the environment protect us like long term, yeah. protect us all in the environment. Right. And I think we need to think of it as, um, as harmful to the environment as like our, when you throw away a paint can, I always get right. nervous when I throw away stain or paint and we got to do it correctly or car oil or whatever you've got to do it correctly so it's not harming the environment this is the same thing you need to take it not serious the only thing we lack is the the knowledge or education or awareness which is what we're trying to right i don't think anyone intentionally would do that thinking that you know even just this last weekend they had for um um, prescription drugs a drop-off yeah event on saturday where people we just have to be aware of what not to throw into the landfill. I think it's super important. Right. And we do we do have a backup plan for those people that um, haven't heard of electronic recycling or aren't aware of it. We do keep a, an enclosed trailer at the, the landfill, which um, people get directed to put all electronics in there so they don't end up in okay. the landfill. Oh, and then really we good. go pull that trailer back to our facility and recycle what we can. How often do you service that trailer i we pick it up every week and it's full about every week oh that's good that's it's, great. it's slower in the winter you know nobody wants to go out in the cold but on average every week we're emptying that trailer so listen we're not telling you you have to go multiple places you could just go to one you yeah. could just go to the landfill and make two stops and we are trying to make figure out some way to um partner with uh local 
mail or freight services where we can send packages to people's house and they can fill the packages up with any electronics cables that are trying to get rid of and then ship back to our facility just to make it that much easier. We're still trying to figure out how to do that, but ideally, yeah, we're trying to make it as easy as possible to um, get people to recycle their electronics. I appreciate that responsibility too, because he's partnered with so many people including the government at the INL. Then you have the the local government at the landfill. And then you're keeping your place open. I appreciate that so many avenues have been opened up for this. And it's it's honestly only a matter of time. There are multiple states where it is required by law where you have to dispose of electronics, end-of-life electronics and devices um, at electronic recyclers, you know, just like other supplies like Mm -hmm. you can't throw away a battery or oil or tires Mm -hmm. and so i don't know when they will require that on a state level in idaho but um that's why we're trying to get ahead of the curve but you're proactive i like it yeah yep Uh, he saw a need and he fulfilled it yes which we love okay well here on the we share podcast we always ask every guest to share their bit of information with our listeners that they feel like maybe is their life motto or something they live by or maybe just a, a nugget of information that our listeners could um, really appreciate or gain knowledge from. So I'm going to ask you, Dan, what is that bit that you would like to share with our We Share listeners? Um, just off the top of my head, um, I've only been the owner of eCyclers for about two years and I have learned so much from taking on a business, establishing relationships with so many neat people from different organizations and bodies, whether it be government or other business relationships. And it's just a really neat experience. And I know when people think of owning or running or starting a business, there's a lot of fear involved in that decision or a lot of risk, you know, unknown that a lot of people uh, don't typically want to deal with. But I can tell you, you know, it's it's out of your comfort zone. It's in that fear, in that unknown, where you learn and grow the most. And uh, you don't know what you're capable of of doing until you step into that fear and unknown. So I would just challenge people who may may be entertaining or may have in the past, running, owning, starting a business, try it out. Uh, failure is the best teacher. I know Many people or society can often look at failure as with such a negative connotation, but many of the most successful people got where they got through much failure. I love it. Oh my gosh. That it's just life lessons. It's like the tuition, right? We all pay in life is those lessons learned from failures. I have a friend who has a saying that says, jump and the net will appear. Sometimes the net doesn't catch you as good as other times, (laughs) but you have to jump. You have to do it. In order to have the experiences. And for being so young, Mm -hmm. you are ahead of the curve to have that approach in life. Well done, Well, I I can't do it alone. It takes a village to raise a a kid. And I've definitely definitely had uh, a village raise me. And I'm still learning. Got tons to learn. But I am super grateful for the many people in my life who have, uh, you know, lent, lent me a hand to get where I am today. And I couldn't do it without them. So... 
Thank right? you so much, Stan. That Thanks, Stan. This will kick it. off November 1st perfectly. Yeah, it'll be great. And we're all in. We're, we're here to support you yeah. when those monthly dates start happening. We're with you. Yes. Yeah, we'll, Use we'll us keep in contact. Like, like let us know word. all the dates. We'll repost, we'll reshare, yeah. but... I think I'm going to come visit you guys earlier because now that I know I could get rid of this stuff and feel better about it. Both Alex and I are purgers. Yes, we like to I get rid of I'm stuff. I think I'm purging this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Dan. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today on the We Share podcast. If you've loved what you've heard, please give us a five-star rating. Tell your friends and share this show. You can also follow us for recipes, lifestyle and fashion tips, book reviews, and more on WeSharePodcast.com. Join our share squad and sign up for our newsletter there. We would love to connect with you. We share on TikTok, Pinterest, Facebook, and Instagram. Give us a follow. A big goodbye squeeze and sending you all our love from Alex and Julie. Join us next week on the We Share Podcast.